This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a huge warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry weekend podcast. Uh, we're covering Cheltenham two days this weekend. That's the uh, the Great Wood Sunday and the Paddy Power um, tomorrow. Um, full full of decent action. Obviously, a few bit of controversy regarding the two and a novice chase today. Um, and joining me this evening is John Ling of John Joe's Blogspot. Hello, John. Good evening. Good evening, sir. And also is crack analyst Andy Richmond. Welcome good, again, sir. Good evening. Yes, Andy's had a great day today, so I'm expecting big things. And and by the way, chaps, I think we need it. Quentin Franks is destroying us. Uh. You know, I mean, this is out of order. You know, Queen's Parker coming in, ransacking the table. You know, we're going to have to... Uh, has, any, to has, anyone, has anyone... Dr- I thought the Breeders' Cup was drug-free this year. Has anyone drug-tested him? <laughs> he is unbelievable. I've, were, I, think I mean, he must on be him. the only person to have backed a, 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 a hold-up horse from that barn this year and see him win from Simricox. Yeah. Well, I, I was yeah. a bit concerned about it, actually. So on Monday, I conducted a piss test. But <laughs> unfortunately, it did just taste like piss. So. <laughs> fair, play, fair, fair play to him. Fair, fair play yeah. to him. Hat, hats off to him. You know, I did send him a little note saying, hats off for that. And despite the fact that he beat the two that I backed in the November handicap as well. <laughs> I just about put a tin hat on that. did. That did. But that's yeah. the end of the flat for me. I'll leave that to you and John now. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the I mean, if, flat. C- certainly. If we've time today, we'll cover the the two the two uh, Lingfield Television races as well as all the Cheltenham races. Usual format, which is obviously the three best bets of the weekend. And I've even got Ginger Hitler's best three as a treat. I mean, this is just uncanny. I think he's edging to come back on the show, John. I think I know what uh, Hitler's best three might be actually. Uh, I'm just going to hazard a guess here. Martin Barman, Joseph Goebbels, and Himmler. <laughs> so it's a good try, cast. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of rogues gallery there. Um, for sure. So you've got a treat. You've got Ginger Hitler's, you've got mine, John's, and Andy's. Um, before we go on to our three, uh, our three best bets, uh, just, just one talking point today that I thought was relevant for tonight's pod. Did you chaps see the uh, Rachel Blackmore remounted and what were your thoughts on it? Uh, Andy, did you, what, did I you did, see it? I saw the race actually live as they were coming to the very tricky second last. Uh, I did, actually, the thought did cross my mind. Is one of these going to go? Then it nearly ended up with both of them. Um, I didn't hear it, but I did hear that Mr Walsh, who, by the way, was superb on the Road to Cheltenham uh, programme with Lydia last night. Very, very good. If you haven't seen it, watch it, because it's that's that's what... I'm sorry, I'm digressing slightly, but um, that's what ex-jockeys should be used used for, not to be tipping horses, but to telling you about how how to ride in a race and positioning and stuff like that. His analysis of Florin Porter was brilliant. Really, really good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, yeah. And I heard that he was rather scathing on Harry, who uh, I must admit... I'm not, 
it's hard to say I'm not a fan, but you know, it's got to be the worst champion job we've had in. Well, we only had, we've only had a couple in the last 20 years, but you know, to be honest with you, I think I can name a few better. Uh, and did he really need to be upsides at the second last? I mean, we'll we'll all get the you know how many winners have you ridden brigade on on here, but I don't think the horse actually fell. He just didn't get his landing gear down. Um, and then obviously Rachel. I mean, what is she meant to do uh, in that sort of situation? I always think you're just you know the adrenaline's going. Um, she didn't fall. The horse did remarkably well. I mean, fair play to. I mean, I, I actually tweeted at the time, taking out the incident at, at all. You know, fair play to Rachel for staying on. That was some balance, but even more fair play to Gin Online, who you know really did well to to get up. And okay, you can take the unidentified expect uh, um, the sort of the welfare issues. Um, I'm not a vet, but I mean, what are you meant to do in that situation with the, the you know, she hasn't broken the rules. She's not remounted the horse. Um, and maybe she should, maybe, I don't know. I, I think with the friendly part, I think she probably did the, what she thought was the right thing to do at the time. And, you know, with, with hindsight, everyone, you know, every hindsight makes everyone a winner, doesn't it? And, you know, everyone now sort of having a, not having a pile on, but sort of saying, oh, she should have done that. Or some saying she should have done that or shouldn't have done that. You know, come on. I mean, you know, you're riding in a race. You've done something like that, and you know, you can win a race. No, you know, yeah. it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one for me uh, personally. I think she probably did the right thing. I hope the horse is all right. I hope everyone out of it comes all right. I hope my drove's all right. I, you know, everyone seems to have been okay out of it, which is the bottom line. You know, it, it, how often does that happen? I, I've never seen. I've been watching racing for. Oh, oh. 30, 40, 40 odd years now, seriously. And I've never seen that happen before in my life. No, quite a, an extraordinary set of circumstances. I think there's a couple of instances. I think it was one somebody pointed out with one with Ruby Walsh. And I, I, I suppose the other only famous one I've only seen on film was uh, Dick Francis on Devon Lock, wouldn't it? You know, we actually stayed on the horse. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's one of those ones. It's a 50 50, I suppose. It depends what your sensibilities are. John, what what was your take on 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 events? Well, I did the split. She wouldn't know it had done the split. She gets back up. She had no option other than to ride on. Um, she did the right thing as far as I'm concerned. It was moving like an immaculate machine after it jumped the last, so I wouldn't be too worried. No, no, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, like I say, there's some people on on Twitter that um, have, have taken the view that the horse didn't need two smacks. Um, it wasn't smacks, it was like two flicks really to to to, to get moving. Um the BHA have came out and made a statement and stated that. <laughs> right, <shit. laughs> doesn't 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 take much to get the old somebody having a moan up yeah. on Twitter. I mean, there are some absolute miserable sods on there, aren't there? I mean, yeah. you know, I, I you know, I appreciate both codes of racing, but some people just want to have a moan, you know, obvious black fans, just, and I won't mention any names, just want to have a complete moan up about jump racing all the time, any little way they can, just get boring. You know, if you don't like it, don't watch it, just go away. You know, wait yeah. for the flat season or watch the all weather. I mean, you know. <laughs> our, en- our engineer around with the harsh race betters for them to keep yourself amused. <laughs> I'll leave that one for you, John. <laughs> well, Carl Swanson has, has, his, has his view um, on it, and he says, um, with Fitzay giving my drogers his best bet this afternoon at Cheltenham, can we expect better from the bar stewards tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 hope so. 
Yeah, I don't so, Carl. I, th- I think we do, we do really. Um, and me, John, and Andy are going to hit it right now. We're moving on to our three best bets. And first of all, I'll kick it off with the ginger Hitler, who chimes in with his uh, uh, third best bet of the weekend. And he steers you on the path of Zanza in the 2.15. That's the big race tomorrow, the uh, the, 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 the Paddy Power. Um, or whatever whatever you want to call it, old names, Mackerson, etc., etc. Um, uh, that's yes, yeah, two fifteen race. So that's Zanza trained by Philip Hobbs and ridden by Tom O'Brien. Um, Eleven to one is available for the Hitler. Um, so win bet one point win. Eleven to one, Paddy Power and Betfair. That's the Ginger Hitler's third best bet of the weekend. Um, John, I'm coming to you for your third best bet, please. Uh, my third best bet of the week is Man of the Mountain in the 215 at Cheltenham. We was take, taken out last week when there was a selection. I was more than happy to play. Uh, I'm going to have to stick with him. Eh? To me, like many Lavelle arses this season, he's looked in need of the debut. But last time, I thought his jumping was fantastic. He only got duffed when lack of fitness told. And I think he's coming here in very good order, and you should go well. Good stuff. So, man of the mountain, are you? Uh, you, I'm the available as the twenty-five to one with uh, Paddy Power and Betfair Sportsbook. Are you each way a pleasure, or are you win? Yes, I'll go each way. It's uh, six places as well, one fifty odds. Oh, six much. pegs for John Joe, um for his uh, half a point each way. Man of the mountain at a pony, twenty-five to one. Six six pegs of pleasure. So that's in the two fifteen at Cheltenham. Thank you, John. Andy, your third best bet, please, of the weekend. Right, I'm going to go with the stay in chase tomorrow at Cheltenham, the one o five. Yep. Strictly a dancer, Christian Williams, of course, was given a bit of a float up uh, at Chepstow in October, um, and then got a very good ride. Uh, from Paul King um, at Cheltenham last time out over course and distance. Um, I think he looks progressive. Um, certainly won in, I think he could have won in more convincing fashion. He gave me a bit of a heart attack on the run in, uh, but I think that was just a little bit of, you know, been out there. I think he, he needs to be held up till the last, you know, last two or three. Come with a bit of a come with a bit of a run. Um, he jumped pretty well. He did make one small error last time out. Um, but he held on pretty well. He was driven out late. Didn't see an awful lot. Uh, looking at the Irish chases in this, you know, horses that, you know, you've got um, uh, opposites attract at the head of the market. It's not the greatest jumper. Forza Milan, who's been round here before. Plan of Attack actually ran today uh, in that cross-country um, race. So I'm not sure if he's going to rock up again tomorrow. But the rest of them didn't look, uh, mine's made up, but he didn't really look as though it was going to be one that would... Uh, that follow up and the rest of the the uh, UK or GB chasers didn't really look particularly ahead of their marks. There's a few old plodders in there. Travels well, jumps well, decent uh, decent amateur on board. Ben Bromley, seen him ride a few times. He's gone well for Jack Tudor in the past when he's been claiming and been an amateur. Thought he was certainly one to sort of go on to better things. Strictly a dancer, quite like him. Um, I think the fairest way to do this is with the plan of attack not maybe not running. And before we go down the rule four route, I'm happy to take a point to win at Betferis P. 
Okay, no, I'm, I'm happy to do you. I mean, yeah, okay, that, yeah, we can do that. So Andy recommends. Um, so a point win, strictly a dancer in the 105 at Cheltenham. That's the staying chase. Um, and he thinks that will follow up the uh, last success after a nice spin the time before. Um, so if one point win, Betfair SP for Andy. Very fair as well. Um, Andy, thank you very much for that. So that's your third best bet. Um, strictly a dancer. Uh, right, my third best bet goes in the Great Wood on Sunday, uh, the 2.55 race at Cheltenham. That's the, the feature um, of uh, Sunday's Cheltenham meeting. For a good friend of mine, Dan Gilbert, always tries to win this. Um, and he's got Cormier this year, so I wish him well. Um, yeah, Dan, a successful punter, and um, he'll be doing his best um, to, to to land the Great Wood um, yet again. So, so fingers crossed for Dan. Um, right, uh, my bet anyway in this is Jesse Evans, um, uh, the Noel Mead runner. And I can't believe the prices here because um, I'm very I'm very surprised to see the horse available at around the 9-1 to one mark because this horse has, has been tuned up on the flat. Um, it was fourth in the Galway hurdle off the same mark. Um, yeah, um, obviously, uh, adjustment for... Um, you know the Irish figures, etc. Um, uh, running, but, the, but basically the, the Irish handicap has left it 139. Now the point is, how, how is this nine to one on that form? I mean, when you when you look at the Galway hurdle um, and you look what the runners around Saldier, Willie Mullins, uh, Milkwood, um, uh, which was second, Cape Gentleman in third, uh, Tudor City fifth, etc. This was a very very strong affair, as it always is, a very valuable affair, and I can't believe that. We're getting nine to one about a Galway hurdle for. I don't think this is as, as strong a race as the Galway hurdle, um, anywhere near. Um, so, yeah, a bit perplexed. Nine to one, um, Jesse Evans, and I think um, for my um, for my play, uh, I'm going to go uh, a one point win bet on Jesse Evans um, in the two fifty five Cheltenham Sunday. So that's my third best bet of the week. Right, chaps. Um, uh, Andy, I'll come to you first um, for bet number two, second best bet. But before I do so, uh, I'll mention Stocker's second best bet. No, re- <laughs> no, no reasoning. You get no reasoning with these things. <laughs> I mean, I mean, punters sat listening here. You know, you're thinking, well, why does he fancy? It? He'll not tell you. He's, he's not interested in you. He, he hates people. Um, he just sent train names, and he might as well have sent a picture of his dick. <laughs> That yeah, no one, on that. Yeah, no one notices. Um, so two two fifty five Cheltenham on Sunday. So he, he's going against me here. Um, is Stocker, and he says uh, this is second best bet, and he wants one point each way. Botox has. So um, I, I see there's 18s available, but I'm not giving him that. Um, he can have um, 16s, um, and he can have uh, six places, fifth the odds. But I'm not giving him the 18s because. You know, he doesn't deserve the 18s for no reasoning. I mean, I mean, you can't give no reasoning and expect top price. So 16s, folks, on Botox has each way. Greatwood uh, uh, handicap hurdle, 255. Sunday, that's Ginger Hitler's second best bet of the week. Andy, come to you for your second best bet of the week. Right. Well, it's in the 215, whatever you want to call it. We'll call it the Paddy Power these days because the sponsors do deserve a mention, or some of them do. Not that, yeah. not that rancid lot who sponsored the Grand National, but um, we're not mentioning <laughs> yeah. We're not mentioning them. They're giving them enough airtime. This is a real complex race, this 215. A couple of little sort of pointers for people. 
Um, protectorate, who was favourite, who's drifted like the proverbial barge now. I mean, he's a six-year-old off 154. Six-year-olds in this off 140 plus. I've got a naught from 40 record in this. So that may well um, put you off a little bit. Um, there are a host of ways you could play this. But I'm going to go back to last year's third, Al Dancer. He's yeah. five pound lower than last year. This is, strikes me as just being the right time of the year for him. You don't get too many chances with him, is it with him. And I think before Christmas is the time to sort of almost get him. He ran well. He won the time before he won last year. I think just the time to catch him is, is fresh. Twister's horses are running, uh, were, were running a lot better at that time. Of course, he's now uh, disappeared off. Um, um, but he's now with obviously with Sam Thomas. And I just think, you know, Sam's doing well with his horses, isn't he? They've just yeah. got that little sort of knack with horses. Um, and he was really well punted last year at Al Dancer. Um, he was four lengths third off 154. He's five pounds lower this year. I say he's gone from Twisty's Yard um, to um, Sam Thomas. Uh, he's been a winner first time out for the last four seasons. Just think this is the time to catch him. He's got that big field experience that you need. Um, and a few of these haven't or a few might not be ridden the right the sort of right way i think i've sort of come round to him you just mentioned dan gilbert there and i i really nearly put up nitschka because i do fancy him as well and i will be back in nitschka as well he's got some reasonable form round here um obviously he won the great wood didn't he what 2018 he won the great wood um, right. 15 yeah. of the last 22 winners uh, in a chase at the festival uh, 15 of the last 22 winners ran in a chase at the festival eight months earlier, and he certainly did that. I think he found the three miles of the ultimate just a little bit too much of a test. And in fact, 21 of the last 29 winners of this had won at Cheltenham before. So he's obviously done that. So at a price, Nitschke would be certainly the one I'd have on my mind. But just for the purposes of a couple of points, Al Dancer at the, uh, at the head of the towards the head of the market. I think if he's going to if he's going to win a big race. This is the time of year that he can that he can certainly do it. And just one that you might want to trade in running. Spirit of the games travels really well. Really frustrating horse. His Cheltenham form reads naught from seven. There's multiple placings in there. Um, is six times he's actually traded at Cheltenham under 130 or less. He's a fairly big price around sort of 32, 34. But you know, if he travels well into this, you'd probably be able to get a little bit of a trade out of that. It's a bit of a brain burn of a race, but. The more I looked at it, the more I came back to Al Dancer each time. Yeah, it's a very good case you make. Um, like you say, he goes extremely well fresh and switched to Sam Thomas. And, you know, everything looks right for Al Dancer, the ground, everything. So, yeah, it's a very strong case. Would you like a win, win staker in each way staker? Oh, we can't win. I think he's a, it's a, he's a, win, or, he's a win or bust with him. Yeah. <laughs> win so, or bust. Two points win at the six to one generally available um, is uh, Andy's call for his second best bet of the week. That's Al Dancer there in the two fifteen, and um, I, I'm I'm against Andy and and with the ginger Hitler. This is this is a very very dark moment for me for my um, my second best bet of the weekend. It is very dark indeed. Uh, when when the selections came through, I was absolutely on the floor. Um, I'm with Zanza. Um, the Hitler selection for no reason whatsoever. The Hitler will be on, but but Zanza for me, this is a, a horse I've been waiting a long time 
uh, for Philip Hobbs to do the right thing and step this horse up in trip. Um, it's For me, it's been crying out for it a while. Um, it finds things at two miles happening a little bit quickly all the time, and that puts pressure on his jumping, which would might not be as light, as proficient as some of these in here. Um, so I feel this two and a half mile now is, is perfect, absolutely perfect, because they'll go a good lick, um, and he can take his time and and, and pick them off. And, and I, I really like this horse, because cast your mind back to 12th of December 2020, this horse, when he came down at the third last, uh, over two miles here, um, he was trading even money to beat Sky Pirate. Um, and, you know, I think he'd have beaten Sky Pirate because he'd be, I think he'd be too strong up the hill for Sky Pirate because the way he jumped and travelled that day, he was going to run a career best for me. Um, now, what's interesting, he made his reappearance in the Halden Gold Cup at Exeter. He was four pounds out of the handicap. And again, you know, found things happening a little bit quick you know, was was probably not fully at the races. Um, this has probably always been in Philip Hobbs' mind, I would think. And I say four pounds out of the weights. He was strong at the line. He was running through the line. And you think, right, so you're now back down on 144. Um, the handicapper's left him on 148. So the handicapper respects the run. So it'll be four pounds higher anyway. So you're four pounds well in. Philip Hobbs has a great record at this meeting. And and also a system I posted on the Barstew's website earlier this week. Um, was suggesting that uh, um, second time back um, in the national season for Philip Hobbs, um, there is, you know, there's, 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 there's nothing not to like about this horse, really. So Zanzer, for me, is a is a solid uh, one point each way choice um, as my second best bet at the 11 to 1 available with uh, Paddy Power and Betfair six places. So hopefully um, that will do it for me. And with obviously I'll be, I'll be gutted because he's, he, he's obviously tipped it as well as, as, as the ginger. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. Uh, John, coming to you. Yeah, this one's a bit left field for you. Um, it's in the 258 at Town. Yeah. And it's number two, Endlessly. Ah. Trained by Matthew J. Smith, whose yard is in excellent form at the moment. He's had two winners in the last fortnight from not that many, very many runners. Yeah. Um, this is our side of me, me eye on, on the flat, actually. It got Spencer on its uh, Omira debut back in March, and I've kept a fairly close eye on it ever since. Um, second time up, it was beaten three quarters of a length over two miles around Wolverhampton off 75. It's running over the sticks here off 108. It's just been dropped two pounds, which means it gets in this lower grade race, which is a not to 109, um, after having two sighters under Peter Carberry. Uh, the first one was possibly more blatant sighter than the second one, but either way, it's sure to benefit from the step up to three miles here. Um, they paid plenty for it, and I think this will outrun its odds tomorrow. Good stuff. I mean, so you make a look. I mean, obviously, Matthew Smith is a known carrots barn in Ireland. Um, you know, some eye popping stuff there uh, from, from Matthew Smith, usually. And John likes one of his. That's now a very interesting choice. 50 to 1, 5 a bullseye. For John Jerling. Um John, are we one and a half each way, or are we three on the nose? We'll go one and a half each way. 
<laughs> if you just said three on the nose, I'd have just I'd have fell out of my chair. Um, <laughs> just to blast Franks out of the water. Um, so one and a half each way, endlessly at fifties, and uh, we're going to give him uh, five places, one fifty odds. It's a general general sort of each way terms race there for John. That's in the uh, two fifty eight at Punchestown tomorrow. Um, is uh, John's uh, second best bet. So one point each way. Sorry, I, did I say one and a half each way? I was, I was getting carried away there. Three yeah, points. Yeah, I, generous there, mate. I, I was, I was thinking, I was, I was just about, to, I was getting sort of carried away at the price. I'm thinking John's tipped to fifties up, and I'm thinking three points at fifties. I was like, my, my eyes lit up like a, like a John Embury long up. Um, <laughs> back a bit there. Showing me age. Um, so fifties endlessly for John. One point each way. To clarify there, that's his second best bet. Okay, folks, I'll set us off um, for the uh, for the three-point round, um, uh, being the current weakest contestant at the moment. Um, and, oh, jeez, it, it's always always the case. Um, sadly, they backed it. I've just looked at the, the prices now. Good time, Johnny, in the 325 at Cheltenham on Saturday. Um, the Paddy Power feel like a favourite intermediate handicap hurdle. Um, good time, Johnny. Um, impressed me a lot last time out. This horse has barely been off a yard, obviously, with it being a Tony Martin uh, team. Um, it's very unexposed. And last time, what impressed me, that because as an in-running player, as probably Andy can appreciate, sometimes you think, well, this horse will not be able to quicken off a slow pace. And you think because it needs it needs a good test at two and a half mile, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the fact this did put daylight between himself and the rest of the horses that day, um, I, I, I was blown away by it. And I thought this has got a lot in hand because wait for a truly run two and a half mile race and this will find another stone on top of that one. And but sadly, the, uh, the market's already agreeing. Um, I, I saw nine to one earlier today, but I'm still happy at 13 to two. I genuinely feel this should go off a well-backed uh, favourite. Uh, good time, Johnny. Um, as, as I say, I think there's so much more to come. And I'm so confident that, like I say, it's three points on the nose. There's no, no each way on this one. Uh, I do think good time. Johnny has got a lot more to come off a mark of 126. It's too generous. And the truly run race, hopefully... We'll see him in a in a completely different light to what we've seen him in so far. So much more to come. So three points win. Good time, Johnny. 3.25 at Cheltenham tomorrow at the 13 to 2 generally available at this moment in time. That might collapse uh, soon, though. Um, right. Uh, Andy, I'll come to you for your um, maximum of the weekend. Right. I'm not sure if you're going to need to sound the klaxon here. Because <laughs> it's Jesse Evans. Jesse Evans, love it. I love it how you I love it how we all stay quiet and silent like like yeah, little, little little assassins. Um and Andy Obviously, there absolutely no collusion whatsoever because I haven't no. spoken to you for what since well probably the last three or four days at least. Yeah. Um, and I just well, the same as you. I looked at it and thought I went I did go you know, I've been right through the race and you know, you've got to respect those at the front end of the market, blah de blah de blah. You've got to, you know, um handicap debutant at the head of the market, uh, et cetera, et cetera, with um uh, Mr. Jim O'Clock, Mr. Henderson at the head of the market there. Um he didn't have a runner there. He didn't have one runner at Chilton today. It's very strange. Uh, yeah, with no order Joe, West Cork for the Skeltons who 
you know, he's a good target trainer, Dan. Um, you know, you can't can't deny that. Adagio will be, I mean, if that wins off top weight, that's a champion hurdle performance. That really is. You've got to respect ones like Advanced Virgo. But um, Jesse Evans, like you, I kept thinking this is going to be a lot shorter because that Galway hurdle form is very, very good. I mean, Salvio won next time out. The um, the horses that he won, that he beat next time out at Tipperary, um, Durasso went on one. Jason the Militant won on the flat. Milk was yep. been no slouch. Kate Gentleman was fourth. That's won a couple of chases since. Uh, Burning Victory won was seventh. That won next time out. Embittered was 14th. That won a chase next time out. I could yep. I could go on and on with Jesse Evans. And like you, I sort of sat there scratching my head and thinking, how is this sort of 9, 10 to 1? This price is going to collapse in a minute. Um, I, have had, I did manage to burgle a little bit of 10s. Um, not to an awful lot and got some money sitting there on Betfair at the moment, which probably won't get matched now. But um, I did think, you know, you look at you look at the overall form and surely they've just kept this one back for this particular race. Um, yeah, yeah, that, I, I agree. I, I think you can tell what like really gave it a run on the flat last time yeah. out. Could have preserved the handicap mark or whatever you, whatever you want to call it. And it just looks a bit... I don't know. I, in the end, I'm sort of questioning myself and thinking, is this a bit too obvious? Um, yeah. But the way the Irish hurdlers that we've seen today come over and win, um, he certainly didn't need to be his best last time out to win a, a Navan maiden. But, you know, the hurdles form, even before that, when you go back to, to May, uh, when it won at, um, was it Kilbegan? I think it was at Kilbegan it won uh, back in May. And that was a, a bit, sorry, Kalani. It was that was a that wasn't a bad race either. Um, and just thinking, well, we've kept this one a little nicely under wraps. But that fourth in a, a Galway hurdle stands out like a, a sore thumb. I mean, there are others in this. And and just to touch on it, I did consider Cormier for a while as well for for Dan Gilbert as well. Um, I mean, he ran a he ran. I thought he ran really well in that Foslas uh, race behind Glory and Fortune, who jumped a lot better. Than he usually does last time out. He'd have to consider him, but but Cormier certainly was on my was uh, you know managed to get on my radar as well. Um, and I think I'll probably have a little each way double with uh, Nitschka and Cormier for the uh, for the check of all colours of Dan Gilbert with the extended places. But like you uh, like you Lee, I thought Jesse Evans. You know if you can get nine or ten to one is pretty decent. That's it. I'm going to sound the klaxon. It's a Bar Stewart special. I agree the case is made for Jesse Evans by myself. Uh, and Andy, I know mine was only third best, um, but Andy really has made a good case and I totally concur. And it's got to be a special. So because obviously Andy's made it his best bet of the weekend. Andy, for, for staking purposes for the for the table. Um, I, I, am, I am gonna I am gonna take the, the take the I don't know what you want to give me here, uh, five or six pegs. Six pegs is quite uh, prevalent, but I'll take five and do it one uh, one point five uh, each produ- way. Producer, but, what was what was the terms for uh, for for my my select my uh, third best bet? So six places, yeah, same terms. Uh, was it nine? I, I win, but but what? But so, 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 yes, six places. What what price did I did I get? Nines. Yeah, nine. Producer says nines. Um, so we, we take that. We, Yep, so we're having nines, um, and it's six places for you, Andy, uh, 150 odds each way. So uh, for your 1.5 points each way. And it is, of course, a Bar Steward special. Before I come to John's, 
uh, best bet of the week. And I'm interested. I'm intrigued by John's best bet of the week after he's fifty to one, five or fifty to one, Jim Bowen. Um, you know, uh, uh, bet uh, there. He just just astonishing. We don't we don't tip tip shite here. There's only Stocker and uh, Ginger Hitler that tips rubbish. <laughs> um, Three fifty five Cheltenham is the Ginger Hitler's nap. Um, and the best bet of the weekend, and it, again, no reason, no explanation. It's cold, it's ice cold, it's just that you don't get anything off him. Um, so his three point win bet is Bonte in the 355 at Cheltenham tomorrow. That's the uh, the bumper. So obviously, the Hitler has been watching uh, national flat races all season by the looks of it. Um, so Bonte, um, is the, is the choice, Paddy Brennan, um, in the saddle. So Bad luck there to Ginger Hitler. Um, we, all, we all want them beat. Um, get him at the bottom of the naps table. Uh, so Bonte is the Ginger Hitler's best bet of the weekend there in the 355 Cheltenham tomorrow. John, come to you. Last but certainly not least, what's your best bet of the weekend? Uh, this is on Sunday, actually. And it's at Fontwell. Uh, probably last ever bet at Fontwell about 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> This is called Bally Egan Hero. Stays well, acts nicely on goodish ground, which I think we're, we're heading for there. Hard fit for this spot in Pork Each where... uh, What race? The, the 310. 310. So that's the. Uh, oh, the Southern National. Yeah, I, I, remember, yeah, I remember this race. I've uh, not been through it yet. Um, so Bally Egan Hero. Third. 33, 50s and 33s from, from our John Ling this weekend. I'm not pissing them out. 30, 33 <laughs> Gary Wiltshire, if you're listening, 33 <laughs> um, Are we saying so each way, John, or are you on the nose? Yes, I'm definitely going each way. One and a half each way um, for John at 33s. Uh, it's three pegs. Um, that's the best we can do on that at the moment. That's all right. But uh, John's happy with that. So James Best could uh, row that one in and uh, knock Frank straight off the top <laughs> of the tree, I think. Um, J- John's after him um, with some big <laughs> prize fancies. So hope you enjoy, enjoyed that, folks. Uh, we're going to move on to the uh, the television action over the two days. Um, we'll start, obviously, with, with Cheltenham tomorrow. And the first uh, terrestrial ITV uh, television race. Why we bother ITV? I don't know. No one watches it. Yeah, but anyway, um, we've we've got the 140, which is a you know again a bit of a disappointing affair. Fifty two thousand guaranteed. Um, you know, and it's it's the forerunners. Uh, we'll have a chat on the sermon, I think, on Sunday about the. Uh, the national race planning and and uh, sort of the way the novice chases novice system is is run. I think that's the problem. But we'll have a good chat in depth on Sunday, so don't miss that. Uh, but right, folks, um, any views? Uh, anybody want to speak up first uh, on the one forty at Cheltenham? Yeah, this is pissing horrible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, the two runners. Remember, you tipped up Captain Tom Cat to beat Mick Pastor John yeah. last week uh, at Wincanton, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's small mercies, but but yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I, I didn't think that these two were as in the same league as probably third time lucky. Um, same. I mean, the betting's got it right, hasn't it? Right? Yeah, I didn't think I didn't see an edge. I mean, Mick Pasta did what I thought he was going to do for the last last three three or four wins that he that he strung together because mm. he has bled in the past, and I always think Mick Pasta. Is one of those where if it gets 
gets hot for him, he's not going to find much off the bridle. And you mm. were right, John, last week at Wincanton, Captain Tomcat just basically had the physical and wherewithal to keep going and make Mick Pastor come out of his comfort zone, and he wasn't able and to respond. It's, it's a bit of a rule of thumb for me, me over the sticks, you know. I tend to avoid anything in a chase that's got gear on it. And by gear, I mean cheap pieces, tongue ties, hood, blinkers, yeah. whatever. Because I think, in the main, there's sour enough bastards anyway, most of these. <laughs> and, you know, chases are attritional and horrible in my view. And I think you need a horse that doesn't need all the accoutrements to put its best foot forward, if possible, you know. No, no, no. Very fair play. Sebastopol, like the Jimmy White of uh, of horse racing at the moment. Um, you know, plenty of seconds there. But Mick Pastor, harsh John, Mick Pastor and Captain Tom Cat all the wins, but I, I take where you're coming from. Third time lucky is definitely a class apart. Do you agree, Andy? I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be backing it sort of well, I'm looking at Betfair, one point four two, one point four three, but I agree with John. You, you know, watching Mick pass the last time out, you thought, hmm, he's finally done what you thought he was gonna do. Captain Tomcat is a you know, he's a hardy old soul, but he's in that sort of category where you think he's made hay over the, there's a lot of these around at the moment, made hay over the summer. And then you're just getting to where the proper, what I call the proper winter horses are coming out. And he's just getting a bit found out at the moment. And Sebastopol loves coming second. I think if he came second yesterday uh, till tomorrow, um, they'd be very happy with that. But, you know, third yeah. time lucky. It's, yeah, he's a, he's a decent he's a decent enough animal. Um, but yeah. a race to uh, enjoy a cup of tea over. You boys will probably have the gin out. But, um, gin and paste. Uh, tomorrow, 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 Mike. We might see the uh, the opening of the uh, the old bathtub gin at fifty seven percent during that race, just to stay sane. Um, <laughs> I should have opened it for the Rachel Blackmore race today, but mm. uh, the, the the two were a novice. But never, never, never mind. Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll still go to good use tomorrow. Well, that's um, just you put in an eye bath, isn't it? <laughs> well, the I mean, they say seventy. 70% kills COVID, so we're, we're getting there. <laughs> Is anybody killed Trump? <laughs> That's what they say. 70% and and apparently viruses cannot survive. Well, well Trump said drink domestics, didn't he? So we have well, to count at 70%. Well, I mean, no, no one has a disclaimer whether your liver packs in and, uh, during during the, the ceremony, but... You know that, that, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's that. That's what they say. They say that seventy percent alcohol will. That's it. You know, viruses are gone. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe we should tell poor Catherine Fry that's laying home sick at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> have some, have some paraffin. I know, poor lass. Um, right. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to the two fifteen, which is the Paddy Power. And uh, me and Andy are barred from speaking on this because um, we've already spoke on it. Uh, so I'm going to ask John what, if he's got any view on the 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 uh, the Mackerson. Well, yeah, I've got Man of the Mountain, haven't I? We've all done it. Oh shit! Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, do, do you know what John's thrown me there because he, he's thrown he's thrown out sort of three three big prices. That makes me short price. I'm going to say yeah. that, that that's his shortest price. One, I've been blinded by his bigger two. So so um, yeah, we've I'm, all got selections. I'm going to combine John's three in an each way doubles and trebles just to, uh, just in case. Yeah, good shout. 
I mean, we all we love some. I, I'd love one of these big prices, or more than one, but, but certainly one to one to roll in tomorrow. I'll be celebrating that fact because I'll have a I'll I'll have a little bit on it, whatever. It stops you being sick anyway. That a fellow contributor's tipped up a, a <laughs> massive price and you had a shilling on that has happened a few times, and it's like you see Catherine Fry weighing me one at like thirty threes or forties and. And you stare at your screen and just think, what am I doing? Um, but yeah, anyway. So we move on to the to the 250 race. Uh, that's the uh, uh, the the Paddy Power Games handicap hurdle. Um, quite a competitive affair, this one, and quite a nice race, nice feel to it. Um, any views here? And you can, anyone can start me off. Well, Prashima ran really well last time, didn't it? And the conditions, uh, Weatherby. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I mean, you could maybe have said it was value over more than the three pound it's gone up, but there's all these attendant dangers of taking conditions race form into handicaps. We hear it all the time, don't we? You know, um, whereas you you look at Prishima's previous handicap form, and you think maybe he's was just about at the top of its mark, but you know, the horse is only six, so it's within the bounds of possibility that it's improved. Um, I, I think it will be hard to beat tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So, Proschema for the, the Skeletons. Uh, hopefully, Harry will have his riding riding gear on tomorrow. Switched on, Harry, uh, for, for John. Uh, Andy, anything in this for you? Uh, enigmatic Sporting John. I think I'm being kind calling him enigmatic, but he's had wind surgery. Um and I just wonder whether Mr. Hobbs might actually get to the sort of getting back where he was. Um, yeah. I mean, his jumping just went to pieces, didn't it? Over strangely went to pieces uh, over fences. Um, and he's actually not badly sort of handicapped here. I mean, when he was, he was running, what he ran in the Ballymore in 2020, didn't he? Just looked. I don't know. It just all started to go wrong from from there. Um, yeah. It's quite interesting. I thought the the solid one, if there, there is. There is one. Is is Bally Millsy? Um, one over a couple of you know a couple of um, couple of races at Warwick over three two. Um, or he won at three two and Newton Abbott over that sort of same sort of trip. Um, he has got four. He was upsides Dragon Bones. Um, yes, that was an ultimate yes. start. I I think he you know I think he probably got a little bit of potential. It wouldn't be a race. I'd be those were the two that I thought I. You know whether Prashema can reproduce that form in a handicap. It's got a little bit of a question mark there. But I, I, you know, Sporting John is. I mean, if you like the enigmatic, then he would be for you. But I thought um, Bally Millsy um, was probably the probably the one I found that I thought that was probably the most using the V word, the most value in a, a race which doesn't overly appeal for punting purposes. Well, me and me and you, Andy, are same. Um, I'm 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 in two camps. I'd like if, if Sporting John's firm in the market, um, then I'm I'm a sport I'm a Sporting John fan a little bit, um, because I want to know that because Hobbs obviously likes this meeting. I think this will be targeted, and Bally Millsy from a strength factor. Um, the 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 trainer and the and and the the, the breeders of this describe this as a, as a big weak horse, Bally Millsy, and the fact that you know it. It's it's still a very young horse to be contesting staying early. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's it's got time on its side, um, and 
I, I do believe it'll just get better and better. I did back the horse strongly last time at Newton Abbott, um, and and, I, and I'm confident again of a big run again here. But yeah, it's going. It's probably going to be near to market leader Bally Millsy, and, and same reasons for you with Sporting John. Bit of touch of class there. That mm. you know, if it comes back to former glories, could look different. Different gear. Uh, we'll move on quickly to the three twenty five. Obviously, uh, um, good time Johnny was my choice, so I'll sit that one out. Any 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 thoughts on the three twenty five guys? I would have been with you. In fact, I nearly put this in as the third best uh, good time, John. Yeah. I wanted to see how um, um, how his runner ran today um, in the last uh, Tony Martins. It actually travelled all right for a while. I'm not sure it was down the inside. And that begs another point today, whether the inside of the track is um, not a little softer than the outside. Um, something to watch for tomorrow point. and it develops over the weekend. Um, we've seen that before, and we've obviously seen Paddy yes. Brennan taking that very outside route as well. Um, so I just wondered whether that was probably kept towards the inside. So I did, uh, you made a very good case for good time, Johnny, and that price is collapsing. You were quite right. Someone's listening in. I think it's down to... Yeah, it's, 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 somebody's it's listening to, to the, 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 the producer. The producers, the producers yeah. opened up seven or eight betting accounts and probably you know, yeah. smashed it into Trading that, trading that back. The other one, the, I mean, in respect the two at the front end of the market, unexpected party and Mackleduff. Um, uh, you know, unexpected party was impressive at Weatherby last time out, eight lengths, handicap debut, but might just be a little bit underpriced. Mackleduff did well to win at Aintree. I, I sort of found found a lot of pressure. The other one I thought was interesting was Gal Road. Um, I think uh, yeah, twisters, yeah. He's he's run well in some warm races, and that sixth when he came back in, whatever we call it now, the Silver Trophy at Chepstow, might um, that this isn't as tough as that, and that wasn't a bad run, and that form's working out quite well. I, I thought he was a little bit couple against the field there, a couple little bit overpriced, but good time Johnny and Gal Road. Whether they will be overpriced by the time we get there is another matter. Well, that's it. Price is king. John, anything you're in? Yeah. Uh... I'd ruin with Gallo Road as well. Um, I think this is a much better horse than 134. I'm quite interested in Twister's comments in the Racing Post, actually. He says he's very good, but it would be the softer the ground, the better for him. Some free yeah. heavy showers would do his chances no harm. Okay. I think this horse is on a really good mark. It wouldn't do any harm to keep this in mind for something. Maybe in a month or so, if the ground is red and Softer. Yeah. No, yeah, good point. So John thinks Carol Road off one three four is interesting for this year going ahead. And Twister's in better form this year than last. So hmm, worth a look, worth a look, John. Uh see see what the weather's like also. Your confidence will be increased if you get a shower or two. Uh we'll move on to Sunday, uh, which is the uh, the, the Cheltenham second uh, th- third and final day. The one forty five race, which is the uh the uh, staying handicap. Um, where Empire de Mold for Brian Hughes' favourite at 9 or 4, Yala Enki's second favourite, 130. Yala Enki would be a, for me a certainty if the ground was soft. Um, obviously, I'm probably not going to be, so that's a waste of time, but there's not much pace in here, and I found it quite difficult to solve because of that fact that Yala Enki will probably bomb on, and with the ground not being slow enough for him, um, you know, might end up struggling now, now he's getting, getting on a bit. Uh, Andy, John, anything here? There wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot to go at. I think you know Yalarenki is probably the the one. I mean, I think you'd probably get a trade out of him at least. Um, 
Go another one. Wasn't yeah. particularly impressive last time out. Rocky's treasure has got certainly got two ways of running and something of the night about him. Um, the mighty Don, again, not the greatest jumper. Fours and Milan's in tomorrow, so I presume they've just left that one in. And that sort of left me back to back in a Ewart horse, which I'm afraid I can never do. I just, no, I, I'm, just I'm, I'm like you, yeah. I cannot have whatsoever. I just, I, yeah. I mean, he did. The, the horse won with a bit in hand at Kelso last time out, and I'm a massive Brian Hughes fan, but they just never seem to run two races alike. Um, yeah. You know, uh, people may be fans, I'm not, um, and it wouldn't be a race I'd be betting in. If I if I had a small play in it, it would be Bryony to go out and probably try and ride him to sleep, but I don't think she will in this, but it needs off the ground, Yalarenki, but you know where he's going to be, and he's a pretty solid old devil, so... Uh, He'd be up front and he may well shorten, but it's not really the most yeah. appetising of races, is it? No. Uh, John, thoughts? I've got a bit of a theory about Yalarenki, and it's a bit similar to me Hollydale Trushan theory. The only only thing is, I, I don't think this arse jump's brilliant for her. Oh, for Brian? Yeah, yeah. She, she's only won twice on it, to be fair. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at that. Yeah. We're off twice last year. Um, mm. And uh, there's quite a few of its runs where I'd, 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 I don't know I don't think it wants red and like Frodon I think sometimes she tries to red it like Frodon um, if I was doing anything in this race it'd be a spot in place late of Yalarenki yeah I don't know whether I will or not but that's my theory going well it could, could, work, could work on the ground if it's, if good, if it's good, good to soft you know Yalarenki's it certainly needs a little bit more dig than that. I think it could get, get its jumping at it, and uh, she's not going to knock spots off it this time up if it gets headed. So. Okay, um, good stuff, John. Good, good, good angle. I like, I like your analysis on, on jockeys and, and stuff and getting best out of horses. So that's John's angle there. Uh, two twenty um, is the Schlauer chase, a Grade Two affair. I, again, another very tricky encounter for me. Uh, Put, you know, put the kettle on and Nubri Negra very closely matched on form last year. It's one of those, again, chaps, for me, whatever jumps well, whatever does it more right, ends up winning. Um, did, did you feel the same, Andy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, all the British runners are in a tongue tie. <laughs> all the four runners come here off 200-plus day breaks, but they've all won off long breaks as well, so you can't really play the fresh angle. You've got two Nichols horses, one of which is first time out for him in Rouge Vif, who you got from... Poor old Henry, uh, Harry Whittington, who probably didn't do anything wrong with the horse, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, they, you know, they're both first-time wind-ops as well. Um, Nube Negra, is he a bit soft? I mean, this is this is a bit my sort of theory as well on him. He's, he's got four odds on defeats on his CV. Two have come at Cheltenham, one at Sandown, both with stiff finishes. Admittedly, one was over hurdles. And I just think put the kettle on, just might just have a little bit too much attitude, um, gumption, whatever you want to call it. It's not a race you really want to be playing in. Um, but, you know, this question, and it's one of those sort of races, the, the more you go around, you can find pros and cons for just about every horse here. But yeah. put the kettle on sort of leads me back to that one. She won it last year. She's four from four round here. Of the four, she's probably the most solid round here and will get the run of the race. And I do think Aidan Coleman gets on very, very well with her. Um, and Nube Negra, can he produce it up the hill? Mm, not really. I'm not really sure. And then the other two are 
you know, first time wind ops might just need it, but they have one fresh before. Again, it's not a, not a particularly appetising race, but if you put a gun up my head, and probably quite a few people would like to, um, put the kettle on would be uh, would be the one I'd go with. The rumours the rumors I've heard are Politologue not particularly working very well at the moment. Um, I mean, it's just, just rumours. I'm not saying that's don't follow that cast iron, because you know what you know, race course uh, uh, contact rumours are like. Uh, but yeah, I'm told that the horse just not working well, which put me off from back in that politologue. Uh, John, any 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 view here? Yeah, if I'm playing in that race, it means the dentist was shut and I couldn't get a rope canal done. In- <laughs> <laughs> more 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 gin pay, and yeah. me and John and me and John are napping the uh, Dutch Gouda, John. It, well, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the M- Dutch M- 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 yeah, yeah, Marks and Spencers, Dutch Gouda. I don't know why I'm saying this because I don't, I, I don't want it ever to run out because that's my go-to cheese. Could be supply problems. Yeah, Dutch Dutch Gouda is is yeah. a, is a Sunday fair. Really, pates for Saturday with gin. Dutch Gouda, get that out on a on a Sunday afternoon with a nice nice sort of Riesling. You know, that, that perfect combo for watching that race. So it's Riesling and Gouda. Got yeah, um, Latani part. Yeah, for the schlur, um, for the bar stewards on that one. Uh, 2.55, well, you, you, we've had the bar stewards clack since. So me and Andy are, are like zippy uh, with his with his mouth shut on this one. Um, and uh, John, can you be like Bungle and give us a give us a, 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 a good shout on this one? I should probably stick a frock on and do my Maddie Plale impression because <laughs> I thought uh, her two were pretty good selections, Carmier and West Cork. Uh, but yeah, fair. she she she's the tipster in form. She she's been tipping up winners right, left, and centre. The racing post pundit. She's um, certainly uh, in better form than me, along with every other tipster with a pulse at the minute. So. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, call me. And I do I do want call me to do well. Love love Dan Gilbert because he puts a lot of money into the game. He's he's fe- he's a fearless punter. He doesn't court attention like some punters would. And yeah, yeah, he's he's a thoroughly nice guy. And, if there's and, an extra yeah. lad in the game, then Dan, I haven't met him. No, no, absolutely. Even when it, we were in Australia once, and he were borrowing uh, money off me at a blackjack table. But you know, I mean, this, this, this is Dan. This is what you do for him. He, he's just he's just fantastic. We we we've had such good times, and 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 like I said, hopefully, um, it's a it's a big day for Dan. Um, if if I don't back the winner, um, yeah. Um, I guess it's two big days because uh, with Nietzsche absolutely yeah we we Nietzsche in the yeah Nietzsche on the Saturday each way uh, each way double and the Dan Gilbert double with the extended places they both run well actually could both do with a touch more rain couldn't they but yeah quite interesting the pair of them. No, fingers crossed. Um, so three thirty. This is our last preview race. Uh, we've not got much time for Linkfield. Not that we had any bets there um, uh, in the last of the Churchill and the other one. Um, but the, the three thirty at Cheltenham on Sunday is, is again a disappointing field, a forerunner affair. Um, I, I did watch the French horse uh, Sonny Gino, and had the form worked out a little better with the one that it beat uh, that finished fifth at Weatherby, and I actually I actually bet that. But I'm not sure if they stopped it or whether it was just no good. I uh, couldn't quite make my mind up. Um, but Sonny Gino beat this in France that finished fifth at Weatherby recently. And um, I was very impressed with Sonny Gino because 
it looks athletic. It was it was a front runner. It was out and away. When it got headed, it fought back and fought like a lion and and ran right through the line. I did like it, but I, I have no idea if it's probably good enough to beat um, beat the skeleton horse, which obviously was was quite impressive in beating Tritonic. Although Tritonic didn't didn't jump particularly well um, when I like to move it, beat it. But interesting to hear your two thoughts on 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 the finale. Sonny Gino, that's a hell of a quartet of owners, isn't it? There, you've got uh, yeah, you've got the Haleses, Sir Alex Ferguson, and I'm assuming this is former lumbering heavyweight contender Gary Mason in the middle of this, uh, which would be absolutely fascinating. Uh, seeing that them far lining up in the uh, in the paddock three race, wouldn't it? Yeah. Probably just about give me reason to watch it. I think. Oh, Gary, Gary Mason and Sir Alex get a bit. I think it's more likely to be Jed Mush than it one than the other two. No, Gary Mason. It's Gary Mason, Andy. Definitely. <laughs> it's a better story that way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if if, if Sonny Gino, John, had, had, if the second had not got beat at Weatherby and yeah. finished fifth. I'd, I'd have been all over this because I love this in France. But as I said, I'm not privy to how it's, you know, sometimes French also need to acclimatise. And I, I don't know if it can beat the favourite. I, I, I honestly don't know myself. So, but I do like Sonny Gino as a horse it's as a type. It's a very interesting runner, isn't it? It's very athletic. You'll like it because it'll go. They'll, they'll make the running with it. It, take, it takes a little bit of a grip, but it jumps well and it travels well. So for traders out there, you might, you know, you might be interested for strides. I think, hopefully, but Andy, view on this. Um, the only thing I thought about was was I like to move it for in running players is that he's actually traded well above his S, well, his Betfair SP, which is probably the mm. fairest measure in all his runs. So he, the, the the horse does fine for. I always like to have a, a note of horses like that when I'm watching races in running because quite often the market overreacts to them. Um, and you know you can get some quite tasty prices on them sometimes with um, if they um, if they do find for pressure. And that was my my one comment about I like to him. He does find for pressure. I like his attitude. He was ninth in the in the champion bumper. He's, he's done well this year. I've been quite impressed with him. But as you say, you've got a couple of really well still one unknown quantity in here in in Sunny Gino. And I'm not quite sure what to make of uh, of Washington yet. Um, so he's only had he's only he's had less experience. He won quite well at Bangor last time out. And as I say, Sonny Gino, I'll bow to your experience there of the, the French racing. He could be quite interesting, couldn't he? It's a it's a small field, but still a fascinating little race. But I'd say I would not surprise me to see I like to move it trade. Would I be backing him at I, I would probably be more be at the, I mean, the very weak Betfair market at the moment, but anything under six to four, I'd probably be a layer and trying to back him back in running. Um, yeah. that's where that's the way I'd be playing it anyhow especially if you say if Sonny Gino goes on first watch him line up and you can you can take it from there but not really a race when a pun it's an interesting race and one for the one for the future I think yeah agreed okay right that's just about all us done um I hope you've enjoyed this show because we did and had a few laughs on the way and we've even given you ginger hitler selections also myself john and lawn malvo are back on sunday with the sunday sermon we've got some interesting talking points this week and we don't mince our words um we, we, upset ev- we seem to upset everybody the horse betters forum everyone we upset everyone it's fantastic um so yeah we'll be upsetting more on sunday so don't miss that as usual get your sunday evening fair that's all from me tonight um myself andy richmond and john lang bye for now 
Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.